I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yoda Speeds, the sportive episode, who knows? Uh, John's with me. Hi, John. Brandon, can you can you taste the freshness in the air? It's a, it's a, a weight whole... has been lifted. A, a new weather pattern has driven has blown into town. Every Minnesotan is walking on the sunny side of the street. Starting three days ago with the ouster of one Tom Thibodeau or Thibodeau. It doesn't even matter anymore. We don't have to worry about how to pronounce it. We've ever been again. mispronouncing his name and his nickname for three years now. And it's over. It doesn't matter. It's all over. Oh, my God, John. I just have been on cloud nine walking on air. It's just it happened. It's so wonderful. It's not even we we talk a lot on this podcast about whether we can have hope again and whether we want to have hope. It's not really about hope for the future. No firing a Thibodeau. It's mostly just I'm happy right now. Just right now, because of course it's going to get bad, but we don't have to worry about that right now. Let's have can, fun and enjoy the moment as I it can stands turn on, as of now. I can turn on the Timberwolves and the angry black cloud on the sideline is gone. There's nobody screaming at everyone. You don't have Towns and Wiggins just plodding up and down the floor joylessly because the grumpiest man in the world is screaming at them. You and I have been locked in a virtual hug for three straight days, and there is right. no end in sight. Just squeezing each other for dear life and happiness. Uh, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. It was, it was honestly as if a spell had been lifted, and you could particularly see it in Andrew Wiggins last night. Yeah, yeah. Quite did mercurial, you, that guy. Did you watch the game last night, Brandon? Mm-hmm. So I did. I watched the entire thing. Give me. We we have a rule on this podcast that you're not allowed to talk about the Timberwolves without being asked questions first. For the purposes Correct. of this podcast, that rule is hereby suspended. <laughs> so I'm off rant probation. For you're one off episode. rant probation for this episode. Because <laughs> really, the only reason we're recording this podcast is I just want to I just want to hear your happiness flow through. <laughs> so I'm going to hang up and listen. Uh boy, I don't uh I don't even know where to start. So the game last night and, and I believe our friend Stu, who was not able to be here tonight, um that was the first game he watched all year, and what a doozy, because it was one of the most fun games. And you're right, um not having Tibbs on the sideline, just hoarse voice screaming at all of all of his players was incredible. Um and I just think that you have to Think about the human nature of not only athletes, but just people in general. When you've got a leader who's like congratulating you, I think we all know, I'm not going to get too deep into some of this, but I manage people and I know a lot of other people manage people, of course. Um, The carrot is always better than the stick. That's just how human beings are wired. Um, It's always more enticing to have positive reinforcement than negative reinforcement. And I feel like almost everybody knows that except like 3% of the population. And sometimes 3% of the population is also a people manager, where you fu- which is how you get dipshits like Tom Thibodeau uh, ranting and raving and screaming at his players for two straight years, and you can tell they're miserable. Uh, whether he was good at X's and O's or not, uh, he was not a good people leader. And so that being absent from last night's game, whether they won or lost, was just so refreshing to see. Uh, obviously, Ryan Saunders is... what. 
13 years old he's 12 years old he's kind of right getting into puberty so he hasn't figured out uh he hasn't figured out how to do his hair yet but that's a thing (laughs) that i think that you will just learn at some point when you get into uh you know high school uh maybe college for some other uh late bloomers but he is just so tiny looking he's just the tiniest little little man um so it's just jarring to see somebody that young um and you know of course i think if you're cynical you could say that someone who is younger and i think his his role in the organization has always been a, obviously an assistant which you know he might have been good cop to tibbs bad cop and he may have been more supportive and and more of a helper uh now to have to turn on the i need to make some tough decisions once in a while that might be an adjustment of course uh, or it will be an adjustment and I don't think you'd have to squint too hard to to fast forward a few years and say, yeah, that was just something he wasn't able to do. And I wouldn't ever blame anybody for that because uh, that's really going to be tough. But, um, you know, for one game last night, uh, they beat a really, really good team. Um, and it was fun. It was just fun to watch. Um, Okogi played a fair amount, which I love watching him. Tolliver played more than usual, and I love watching him as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I'm not sure what sort of adjustments will be made, uh, if any, um, very quickly, but, but it was a really fun game. So I'm, I'm very happy for our friend Stu for that being the game that he watched. Um, okay. So, but that's, I won't just continue talking. I've got some questions for you. Oh, questions. You, you know, for I love me. questions. Yeah. Um, what was the worst part of his tenure? Of the Tibbs tenure? I think the worst part was just the general sense mm-hmm. that everybody knew something, but Tibbs was trying to bend the universe to his will simply by admitting that a very basic fact wasn't true. And the example that I'll give you is nobody, everybody in the NBA, except for the Timberwolves, would play nine or ten players a night. And mm-hmm. some of them would play 29 minutes and some of them would play 19 minutes. But there was a general understanding that you could not play players for 44 minutes every night because they would break into little pieces and fall apart. And it's it's basic health class. Well, Just, it's basic health if, class. And if even, you know, even if go ahead, sorry. Sorry, if you know anything about what your own body is like, you're you're a middle aged person. I'm a middle aged person. We hurt all the time, and that, and we don't even play professional sports. And we're mm-hmm. talking about Taj Gibson, who is 49 years old. His body hurts at all times. I have to believe. And Tibbs just wanted to somehow bend the universe to his own will to say no. It's going to be okay. These guys are going to play 43 minutes a night, and somehow that's going to be fine. I'm going to run them into the ground. They're all going to be four inches shorter at the end of the year than the start of the year because there's been so much stress put on their joints. But that's okay because I'm Tom Thibodeau, and as long as I want it enough, it'll happen. And even if he was going to try to make the case of the guy, Taj being an example, if he's always been healthy, he's never really missed games, he's still playing against guys who are not playing that many minutes. That is just like in, in comparison purposes. Even if you think it's okay to play guys that much, you have to know the rest of the league guys are fresher. And so that just really spoke to his stubbornness right. as well. It's, but I was trying to think through like the worst parts of the tenure. It had to be two things. Okay. Um, for me, uh, trading Ricky Rubio. I well, know, obviously. Still that, too was, soon? that was the lowest point. So it's either that, which was a very low point and a very sad point, my favorite player, our favorite player. And then, but up against, like in the other, if it was a bracket, if we're going to do a bracket of the worst things about the Thibodeau era, uh, that'd be a one seed, right? The Rubio trade. Very easy one seed on right. one side. A one seed on the other side would just be the general grumpiness <laughs> overall, right? Yeah. And I don't know if when, they, when those two met in the championship, I would, I would vote Rubio. Because I love, I love him right. so much. Um, but I think that the other fans would be right to say the the grumpiness um, just just uh, extended itself into every crevice of the organization, from attendance, from even last year a playoff team. 
How many times did you experience as a fan or hear other people that you knew who were fans be like, I don't even like really watching this team. Right. Like they're the best team that we've had in in a really long time. And I don't even care if they play or not. You know, if, if they're on, I, I might catch them or I might not. That's pretty tough to do. Uh, yeah. And so I think that really just permeated his just sour attitude, um, which again, I you know, uh, it's uh, it's just going to be really important uh, for someone else to do something different. So um, we said that a lot on this podcast last lot, year, yeah. especially where we noted that the Timberwolves were better than they had been in what a decade, mm-hmm. and we all hated them more than we'd hated nobody them in a decade. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you could say other things too. Uh, other things within the bracket was uh, would be the Jeff Teague signing. Yeah. Um, well, didn't uh, they sign Teague before they traded Rubio? I'm trying to they, remember the timeline on that. I believe they traded Rubio and then with the savings from salary cap, because um, right. they just got a draft pick for Rubio, uh, signed Teague. It was essentially a trade, you know, uh, a little bit more trade, complicated. Yeah. But yeah. Um, another thing that would probably would be a high seed in general for the worst part of, of Tibbs' tenure was when he was uh, pantsed repeatedly by Jimmy Butler at the start of the season. Uh, well, not showing up to practice. But the, that you know, was a low bonus point, point for the NBA. It really Not just but, for Tibbs. But here's the thing. Although that's probably a one seed in one of the brackets. Um, bonus points because it was so fucking funny. It was just <laughs> so funny to see it happen. His favorite player who has ever played for him completely making him unemployable forever. So... Um, Man, I don't know. I'm still saying Rubio, right? Um, right. I still think Rubio Rubio's the, the 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 winner there, but just everything that Tibbs loved about himself, about basketball, everything he believed was encompassed in the personality of Jimmy Butler, and that was his downfall. Yeah. That is some Shakespearean stuff right there. It really is. Yeah, I love that. Uh, okay, so, but on the other hand, there were some good things, which is... Which uh, which is kind of surprising. Um, a, a Timberwolves GM that actually did good things is very rare. It's yeah, been I don't even know how long. So we do have to point out a couple of them. Uh, Derek Rose has been really good. It's very weird. Uh, we were all pretty mad like about that one. The, extremely upset. Um, so that was good. And the Taj signing was good. I love the Okogi draft pick. Um so there's a few things that bracket's going to be a little. That's not going to be a full 64 right. team uh, tournament in that bracket. That's probably already in the elite eight for good things that he did. But um, there was a few things. And then my question for you is because of the Butler thing, he essentially turned Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and Laurie Markkinen into Covington and Sarich. Where are you on that trade? If you just get rid of Butler, right? You just get right. rid of him and just. Take out the middleman. You got that one season of Butler that also came with Covington and Charge. You I, do, yep. I, I still have to feel like that one's a win. Mm-hmm. I I didn't love I Levine. I didn't love Dunn. Um, Lori Markinen I did love because he went to my alma mater and he's a tall, goofy Finnish guy. So I it's was pretty excited about you. that. You kind of have to love him. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think in a pure basketball sense, I'd be willing to give up goofy Finnish guy for Sarge and Covington because those guys are good. They are good. And they're signed for a couple years. Uh, Levine is talented, but he's just very low IQ player. Sorry. I know Zach's a big listener, dude, nothing personal. Um, just nothing personal, but you can't have three basketballs on the floor at the same time. That's not allowed. Not yet. You're going to learn. Right. Um, so that's, I think, a good thing, too. I think I'm with you on that. Um, so so I, I do want to back up for just a second and note that one of the things that came out in all of the talk about this Thibodeau firing was that Glenn Taylor had assigned the responsibility for making the Butler trade to Scott Layden and not Thibodeau. Now, that might be a little bit of the guy who's still left and still getting interviewed saying, no, that was, that was me. That was, that was all me. Right. T- Tibbs wasn't even involved anymore, but I, I, I feel like we need to apologize a little bit for calling him 
a men's suit filled with hay because <laughs> apparently <laughs> he apparently he was still a guy. And then there is a there is a political drama thriller to be made about the relationship between Scott Layden and Tom Thibodeau because in the end Layden, who's just been taking it from Thibodeau for the last three years, just I'm I'm sure Layden's just been getting screamed at all the time, including during the Butler saga. Mm-hmm. Who was it that they sent to go fire Thibodeau? It was Scott Layden. Glenn Taylor was not even in town. He yeah, knew full he was, well, like, I'm going to get out of the state. He was down right. in Florida just cackling. Boy, what a feeling. That's got to feel good. You just getting Scott Layden over there. And I, I, ha- I like to imagine that Layden was professional, but also there was that little note of glee in his voice. Right. He yeah. said, listen, listen, Tom, there's only one of us is going to have a job tomorrow, and it's it's not you. Ice! Ice! Ice. What's that? What's Claudia, that? rotate. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder how. Uh, I mean, that's that's got to be one of the most awkward conversations of all time. Like, hey, can we talk to you for a couple minutes? Yeah, what the fuck do you guys want? What yeah. do you want? You're my subordinate. Uh, turns out I'm uh, not. How about that? Turns out I am not anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, let me ask you. Do you think he's going to be back next year? Layden? Layden. I honestly don't know because, and I'm a little loath to make any Timberwolves predictions because we talked, Stu and I talked last week and Mm -hmm. we both agreed that there was no way Taylor was going to do anything. That's exactly what you guys said. I I can't see it happening. It won't happen. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that Scott and Layden is going to be the owner next year. Okay. Taylor's going to sell the team to Layden. For a dollar, as long as Layden hires Taylor to be the general manager. That's my prediction. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be wrong, you might as well. Yeah, might as well go all the way. Yeah, right. What do you do? You have any insider information on Scott Layden? I don't know shit about him. I'm not even sure his first name's Scott. It could be Steve. Steve Layden. That sounds right. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm pretty sure you're thinking of Steve Newman. Who's also Steve on Newman. this podcast? Right, I I get those two mixed up a lot. One of them works at Surly. Scott Newman works at. Yep, Scott Newman's at Surly. Scott Newman's at Surly. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. Uh, no, I know nothing about him. Um, I would be surprised if he's back. He always felt to me like a Tibbs lieutenant. I mean, Tibbs hired him, and they seem to be in lockstep fair a fair amount of the time. So, to me, it's like hold on to Layden just to answer the phones. Uh, if anybody wants to to buy during the trade deadline, you want to have someone that's been around who's obviously Layden's been um, in in a GM role or close to it for many many years. Uh, you know, keep the seat warm, um, and then pack your bags at the end of the season. That would be my my thought. And then Saunders, uh, that's a huge question mark to me. Um, I could see that one going going both ways boy it's it's a little hard to know because on the one hand it's a great story and everybody would love the story mm-hmm. and he has been an assistant coach for a long time and maybe he could do it and yep obviously game one showed that it's not going to be a disaster but right he didn't I, have uh gorgie jang out there running the point <laughs> It just seems it seems absurd to think that it actually could happen that way. Well, the reason it could happen, there's a couple things in Saunders's favor. Um, one is that Tibbs has still got a pretty sweet year, couple couple years of paychecks coming, um, so it might be a little cheaper move. Two, obviously the the knock on Taylor for I don't know forever since we were babies before we were born is a country club, right? So. Right. He's in it, so there's there's That's that. True. But is on the country club board. He sure is. Uh, but the wrinkle out there, well, there's a couple things. Um, we've been talking uh, nicely for almost 20 minutes, which is too long to talk about the Timberwolves in nice ways. Right. We need to ask the real question, which is what we always ask when things seem to be going well, is how are they going to fuck this up? It's our famous sportive question. Right. And... 
they do it every year, uh, every single team around here. They somehow figure out a way to fuck it all up. To me, the obvious one here is they hire Fred Hoiberg. He <laughs> right. fucks it all up. The the thing that would probably be the funniest way of doing that is to hire Fred Hoiberg to be both the coach and the GM. <laughs> just, it could I like happen. The structure. I just didn't like that it yeah. was Tibbs. I do. I like, like the this idea. terrible, outdated structure. <laughs> but we're gonna have another guy do it. Right. Right. What about um, Hoiberg as coach, Sam Mitchell as GM? That's an interesting <laughs> way to fuck it all up. <laughs> that would be. Can you imagine Sam Mitchell as a GM? So grumpy. It's just, oh. I mean, again, God bless Sam power Mitchell. forwards on the team. <laughs> Try, trying his best. He worked his ass off. I do love him. Uh, but, no, he just can't handle the kids these days. He was, like, the grumpiest old man uh, coach right. ever. If there was uh, so, any coach that was grumpier than Tibbs, it was Sam Mitchell. He just, wasn't, and he was just so exasperated. Set a pick. <laughs> set a goddamn pick. Go over there. Go stand. Oh. <laughs> he was – Tibbs was like your angry dad. Sam Mitchell was like your resigned dad who had just given up on parenting at all. Just oh, oh, yeah. I'm so sick of you kids. You all ruined my life. Yeah, every interview was just him – Yelling at the at the uh, reporter about nobody knows how to throw solid bounce passes anymore. <laughs> yeah. Two handed chest pass. Two Why don't they pass. teach it anymore? Lazy kids. Step towards uh, the pass. Well, the thing is, uh, there doesn't really seem to be anybody in the wings for GM. So maybe Layden will stick around uh, right. for a little while. But yeah, there's nothing. Um, obviously, years ago when Flip took over, that was always the rumor, which of course came true. And he started as GM and then decided to hire himself as coach, right? Right. And that was a rumor as well. Like, of course he's going to do that. And it's like, well, it's too obvious. There's no way that... Oh, no, that happened. That's exactly oh, yep, what happened. Oh, yeah, it's happening. It's happening today. It's <laughs> happening right now. Uh, but so that's the, the interesting thing for me. Hoiberg came out really forcefully immediately when the rumor started and said, I want to be a coach. I do not want to be a GM. Right. So that could... So they'll so make that Hoiberg things. the GM... So, of course, he's the GM. Yeah. Oh, yep. well, he, that's just a negotiating tactic. He's going to get like right. $75 million a year to be the GM because he came out and said he didn't want to do it. So now Taylor just wants him more. And who would they hire as the coach in that scenario? I think you probably uh, would. The only other country club, you'd have to keep Saunders on. Uh, right. Is Sid Lowe still alive? <laughs> I, can't, Sid Lowe I can't confirm nor deny whether Sidney Lowe is still alive. Well, it's a sportive fact, and we're optimists, so we're going to say he's alive and well. Sid Lowe, alive and well. And they'll, probably be, they'll probably rip off 10 straight wins under Ryan Saunders, and there'll be sort of this new vogue of millennial coaches just being nice and being teachers and being buddies with the players, and then they'll turn around and hire Kevin Garnett as the permanent coach, and it'll just be yelling and punching for the rest of the season. Yes. Yep. Although KG is not in the country club. As I understand it, right? Do they not have some sort of falling oh, out a few years ago? Yeah, he was He was in the country club. Then he was mm-hmm. out of the country club. Then he got back in the country club. I don't know yes. what KG's status is. We don't know he his made, membership status. He may no longer point. have privileges. Yeah, it's tough to remember. So he's, he's always out there. Um, I feel like Kurt Rambis is out, so there's no concerns there. Also a person I'm not sure if he's alive or dead, but I'm going to go with alive. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, looking back on it, the Tibbs hire was bad pretty quickly, of course, but it made a lot of sense at the time. He went and yeah, got we the loved best it at candidate. the time, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, a guy like that who is who is kind of known as the top guy out there um, typically doesn't choose the Timberwolves. Um, so there's a little right, bit it's of usually the, Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, that's who we get. We get the Kurt Rambuses of the world. Um, we get the Kurt Rambuses. Uh, ooh, I have an idea for you. David Kahn 2.0. <laughs> oh, no. Why would you say that? <laughs> well, well, this is the segment where we talk about how they're going to fuck it up. That would be an incredible, incredible way to do it all. I have my choice for the next coach. Do you have your choice? If you could pick one person, do you know who you'd pick? Oh, boy. Um... 
I have my choice for GM, which you probably know right. exactly. I'll who that choose is. the coach. You choose the GM. Who's your okay. choice for GM? Sam, motherfucking Hinky, baby. <laughs> oh no. Oh god, dude. I honestly would. Um, I don't even. I, I can't. I. There's no words. There's no. They have not created the word in English beyond pure ecstasy um, that exists that I would explain how happy I would be if Sam Hinky was hired. Which I didn't John, think I just could FYI, hate you anymore. He should be. He is the number one GM candidate out there he's, right now. The way he turned around worst. that franchise was incredible. The Sixers he's are fucking the worst great. Possible hire. His one credential, his one qualification, is that he managed to take a franchise and tear it down to the absolute studs, and then set those studs on fire. That's the exact opposite of what the Timberwolves need. He also managed to draft well. And win every single trade he made. Those are good things. Those are good qualities. This would be a different. This would be a different challenge for him, and I feel like he performed his first one perfectly. Mwah! I love you, Sam Hinkie. Why so this one did would be I? A little bit different of a of a thing, obviously, because his goal would not be to tear it all down as his owner told him to. His owner is not Josh Harris. His owner is Glenn Taylor, and Glenn Taylor is going to say, "I want to fucking win. I want to win right now." So you know what Sam Hinkie's going to do? Exactly what he sets out to do, just like he did last time. He's going to win every trade, just like he did before. He's going to keep that salary cap clean as shit like he did before. And he's just going to let our guys grow. God, he's perfect. Perfect. Do you, do we ha- do you have Glenn Taylor's phone number? Honestly, I... Do you? We've talked about this so many times. You're dancing around it. I think you but might. But I want to point you out... might have his number. For the 400th time on this podcast, that on the one hand, you had your hero, Sam Hinkie, who was mm-hmm. assigned to make his team terrible in the hopes they could get a good draft pick. On the other hand, Which you had the perfectly. Timberwolves being run by David Kahn and Sam Mitchell, an entire clown car full of clowns. Mm-hmm. And arguably, the Timberwolves have ended up in a better spot by sheer luck and happenstance than the genius moves that he won every trade and drafted amazingly or whatever with Sam Hinkie. If... It's indistinguishable who has done better, option A or the country club clown car over here is option B. If you can't tell the difference between those two things, then option A is not an amazing advancement. If you can't tell the difference between the future of the Timberwolves versus the future of the Sixers, sir, I feel sorry for you. I feel (laughs) sympathy for you, sir. Where are we at? Where are we at with the five-year bed? We've been talking about this for five years. Years. Okay, and we're still the basically thing is, tied. The Sixers were worse for the first few years, and now they're a lot better. It's two and years in a row the Sixers have been a lot better. Championship up, odds. This bet is going to go for like 25 years. <laughs> It'll Every end with player, like one beer I buy you when we're 65 yeah. <laughs> years old. Here's the, here's the beer I buy. Right. The Sixers are two wins ahead after a quarter century, Stop. and Did neither team right? has gotten past the second round of the playoffs. Oh, man. I legitimately am not trolling. I'm not just joking with you. I know you're not, which makes it even crazier. That's the part that really makes it crazy, is that you're not just trying to make fun of me. You're not just trying to get me yelling and pounding the desk. You actually believe that. and I mean, you know how often it it happens? Sports are so unpredictable (laughs) in so many ways. They're young athletes. There's injuries. There's personalities or whatever. For him to be like, we're gonna we our pitch is we're gonna suck for four years, very badly for four years, and then we'll be able to turn it around really quickly after it. It happened. All of it happened. Yeah. He's and, some sort of clairvoyant it's like the Miss Cleo of the NBA. Huh. I gotta give you credit, they won one playoff series. I assume they yeah. have a banner up for that. Well, how many of the Timberwolves won? <laughs> uh, two ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, so so we agree just, on this one. Just to back clearly. up for just a second, we're into like thirty years of the Timberwolves franchise, and they have two playoff series wins all time. Yep, it, uh, in the same year, right? In the same year, they never won a playoff series besides that year. It's been fifteen years, and they're and no closer. They made it out of the first round one year in thirty years. <sighs> Okay, so we agree on that, uh, Sam Hinkie, GM. Who is the coach? All right, I get to pick the coach, and my pick is actually going to have a record of success and would be amazing. So my pick for the coach is Cheryl Reeve. 
Oh, Cheryl Reeves. That's uh, that's outside of the box. That's li- there's literally no re- no reason not to. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. clearly an amazing coach. Yep. She's part of the country club. Oh yeah, right. I, she wouldn't even have to move her office, probably. No, you wouldn't want to do that. That's you a just, pain in the ass to move your office. You could just. She goes one way down the hall instead of the other, and the Timberwolves just start winning. Just start winning. It's that easy. Um, I don't know enough about her. I'm going to say fine. I'm fine <laughs> right, with that. Uh, she won four league championships in six years. Well, no, yeah. I, <laughs> I know that sort of stuff, but I don't know much about her as a. Um, this is like, was it a rebuilding team? Were they just a bunch of superstars that she was able to make sure that she kept them all happy, like a Phil Jackson type? Uh, is she angry? Is she happy? What's her What's um, her level of leadership? I would call her angry and not necessarily happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say that she she did have maybe the best player in the league, but also managed to mold the supporting cast around Maya Moore. That really worked for him. They were so like much, they were pretty much total garbage when she took over, and huh, she's had right. a lot of a lot of input into personnel decisions as well. So you could imagine her working well with a smart GM, like <laughs> uh, Sam like... Mitchell. <laughs> oh, you had me at Sam. <laughs> uh, I I I. I know a lot of people are thinking I might be joking here or something, but I'm really not. I think that's a great idea, and I absolutely think that's what the Timberwolves should do. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Be great for a lot of different reasons. And um, number you know, one wait, reason it'd be great is because of all the winning. I think I would really enjoy the winning. Number one is winning. Um, number two is attendance. People might right. actually go to the games again. Um, I know that was a huge thing about Tibbs. <laughs> Attendance has been down a ton. So, yeah. It's amazing. I just want to back up and say it's amazing to be such a sour presence and a dispiriting weight on the franchise that the fans are booing you so much that the game operations staff has to turn up the music immediately after they say your name so they can't hear all of the awful things that the few fans left are shouting about you. That is that is hard to do. It really is. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even at the worst of most of the other tenures here in Minnesota, we've had some bad, bad coaches. But it's rarely gotten that bad. Jim Wacker, oh, Tim Brewster, Brad Childers—maybe not Childers. I think Childers probably got out of town just ahead of the mob. But that's true. Yep. Mike uh, Tice. Rambus. Nobody ever—they never had to turn the music up after he said Mike Tice, so the Vikings fans didn't tear him apart verbally. Nope. Nope. Rough, rough go for Thibodeau. <sighs> Special well, talent. Well, we hired a coach. We hired a GM. My other question for you, Brandon, and this is, again, where your rant probation is done. I just want to hear you talk. Obviously, this year is more or less a lost cause. They could possibly sneak into the bottom half of the West, but I don't think either of us would look at the Timberwolves the way they played the first half of the season and say, this is a team with a real chance. Mm -hmm. So looking ahead to next year and beyond, what does this team need? 
And why is it Ricky Rubio? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they need Ricky Rubio because he's great. The end. (laughs) All right. What is his Uh, name actually? And his hair. Put your GM Uh, hat on. Yeah, right. Um, I think the talent level is pretty close to at at least being... I mean, if you look at them on paper, they should be competitive. Uh, They need... Somehow, um, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant to collide in a way that's going to end both their <laughs> careers, but they're still going to be happy people. Like, I don't know how to do that exactly. Maybe it's right. some sort of weird, um, like they tear, they rupture all four of their ACLs and they just can't, like a Brandon Roy type deal where he's <laughs> oh, like, no. hey, he can be like a happy person probably. He's not dead, but they just can't play in the NBA anymore. They can probably still go to the, to the Y and hoop it up. So that that's probably number one. Um, they need, so then step two would be the refs to start calling travels on James Harden. So that knocks Houston out as well. <laughs> that's such a 49-year-old take, you know what I mean? And then, I know, exactly. And <laughs> I actually Kareem hate Abdul people Jabbar are, travels on every play. I do. I hate people who complain about traveling. It's just the oddest thing in the world. Anyway, um but they have to make sure that uh, – well, actually, Houston's fine. So let's just go with the uh, the first narrow, super plausible of the four ACL rupture collision. Um, but I think beyond that, if you look at them on paper, Towns, uh, you have a superstar already. He's great. Um, number one, uh, turning Wiggins into something useful would be super helpful. But um, he's just – again, he's mercurial. You never have any idea what you're going to get. So I wouldn't depend on him too much. After that – their depth is actually really solid, which is cool, right? Um, Covington, if Rose stays healthy, Taj, Dario, Tyus, they do go fairly deep. Uh, even Jang and, um, and Teague, who I don't like, but he's still like a professional. Um, their depth is fine. So I think that they need Okogi to become something amazing, uh, number right. one. Uh, but mostly it's just, um, again, a GM who can kind of work the margins in a pretty smart way because they're not going to they're not going to be able to sign a huge free agent. They never have been. They never will. Right. Um, they're not going to be probably, drafting super high for a while. So They probably don't even have the space to sign a free agent because Towns and Wiggins both have huge contracts now. So yeah, so now it's working really at have, the Wiggins. Yeah. Uh, with Wiggins, they have to work at the margins. So um, yeah. unless you can trade Wiggins... Which you can't, um, if, unless Boy. it's for some other like highly paid like disappointment, Hassan Whiteside or John Wall or some other bullshit player who equally sucks. Um, so yeah, I think they need a really good coach and a really good GM. So all they need is for Glenn Taylor to be a super competent, shrewd uh, hire of people. Hey, That's up it. until three days ago, I would have said there was no chance of that. But <laughs> this is a new world, Brandon. Yeah, a new world where I've been pulling for Thibodeau to get fired ever since he traded Ricky Rubio, and it finally happened. Right, exactly. So it's January 9th, two thousand nineteen. This is probably the peak of Wolves' hope. Right. Um, Tibbs is gone. Number one, and number two, they just won a game. Uh, with Ryan Saunders as coach, who's a very nice person, and we like watching on the sidelines. And Andrew Wiggins was fucking amazing. Right. So this is it, right? So everything, if you go, well, if they just keep doing that, then they'll be they'll be awesome. Uh, Towns and Wiggins will both get better as they go. And in the next couple of years, they'll be able to take over the NBA. It would be extremely Canadian of Wiggins if what he really needed to become a superstar was just someone to be nice to him all the time. <laughs> it would be the most Canadian move of all time. I don't know why nobody else has ever thought of that. That's you just can't super yell, Canadian. You can't yell at a Canadian guy. you got to be nice. That's almost maybe, too Canadian. Maybe almost. be passive-aggressive if you want, but you need to take it back right away and apologize. And just be nice. He's going to be amazing. Yeah, maybe that's it. But cut to next game when Andrew Wiggins scores nine points on uh, two for 11. Shooting. As one rebound. One board. Yep, just the one. And it was an accident. Stands on the half-court like, line for five consecutive minutes of game time. He got one rebound because he thought it was 
it hit off Towns' hands, and he just like happened to be standing there smoking right. a cigarette in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Why? So, he, why does he? Why is it? Why are they unfiltered cigarettes? He's Canadian. He's not French. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It is very interesting, though, um, to try to think through where they're going to go because they do have a pretty solid foundation. You have to think again. We talked about this with the with the um, Tibbs thing. No matter how shitty the Timberwolves franchise is, there are only thirty teams in the NBA. There are so many super, super highly qualified, amazing people out there that would do great work as GM for the Wolves. Right. The number two, three, four through five person in power at any number of organizations could be the person. Um, someone's going to find that guy. Uh, again, whether it, even in the college ranks, um, you know, there's just a bunch of people out there who could who could really work. So it's that's going to be huge. It's going to be so important um, because this could end up becoming a team, not exactly like KG, but but sort of similar where we got the guy. So we, we got the hardest part figured out, right? You're right. superstar. You need one. We did that. And then just not being able to make that second move um, could very easily be the uh, be the what the next 10 years are like. And that wouldn't even be that's not even a Timberwolves thing. That's like. A lot of teams have have dealt with that. I mean, think right. about LeBron in Cleveland. They had seven years to just find him somebody like a decent. The second best player on those LeBron teams was like Mo Williams. <laughs> Mo fucking Williams was like the seventh best player on the Timberwolves. I mean, it was a few years later, right. but Jesus, uh, you know, it seems fairly easy. But a team screw this up all the time. Obviously, look, uh, Anthony Davis in New Orleans. They've been searching for a long time, so. You know, clearly Wiggins is not going to be that guy. Um, and so it's just going to be hard to tell. Like, if you're not going to have a second best player, can you have a bunch of other really solid players um, around him and uh, and make that work? So it'll be fun. I mean, so long as they don't have Tibbs on the sidelines and they have someone generally competent, they should be fun to watch. Now, obviously, again, they will fuck that up somehow. But, you know, it's... They have fun players. I mean, how much of your the whole the Rubio sized hole in your heart has Covington filled for you, percentage wise? Oh, it's it's a non zero percentage. It's not I not it's not zero, that. right? Yeah, yeah, there's he's starting to fill a little bit of it. So there's that. Um, he's fun to watch. He's likable. He's a really important player. He's a great third fourth banana. Um, whatever that ends up being. So there's there's some pieces there. And, you know, if if there's the Rubio-sized hole, you know, some of it's been filled. It'll never be fully filled. We know this. Right. Um, that's it. It's over. Um, unless one of our children plays for the Timberwolves, one of our actual children, that's the only way. <laughs> so right now we got three chances at it. Yeah. <laughs> Between you and me, and I gotta say, perhaps burials, barriers will have been broken by then. But I gotta say that your sons have a better chance than my daughter. <laughs> you never know. Um, but you know, Covington can fill a little bit of it. Tyus, I think, has filled a tiny bit of it, um, and Akogi has filled a little bit of it too. Like just dudes who work hard and know where they're going. That is such a fun team to watch. So. The future is yeah. If you put not all bright, of the players but... on the Timberwolves together, as well as Ryan Saunders, you've mm-hmm. filled about forty percent of the whole forty percent of hearts. Yep, and that's when on Ricky the best Rubio day left. in right. Timber in the Timberwolves for a very long time. Forty percent right. happy, right? It's the best we can do. Yeah, someday. Yeah, but all in all, I'm very excited for the future, and I'm also a Wolves fan. Final and question, John. Fan. No longer a Sixers fan. <laughs> oh, boy. I love him so much. Uh, final question, John. What okay. year, um, after Glenn Taylor sells to a new owner, what year does that new owner relocate the team to Seattle? <laughs> um, boy, it all That's depends good. on whether it's next year or the year after that Glenn Taylor Right, there's only a couple of years that, yeah, yeah. Boy, that will be that will be a conflicted time. Because on the one hand, 
Seattle gets their team back, and mm-hmm. I know what it's like to get your team back, and it's exciting. On the other hand, they had to steal somebody's team, right. making them the Baltimore Ravens of basketball. Right, it's a That's not cool. Team. Yeah. Right. Boy, but I, on the other hand, we love Seattle. We do. Everybody, everybody on this podcast, with the exception of Clarence, I mean Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> love Seattle. He may love Seattle, too, I guess. We've never really discussed it with him because he left this podcast long ago. It's hard to say. I mean, there's part of me thinks he would love Seattle because it's got good, fresh food. I know he likes eating good food. It's got tons of beer. He just he loves beers. Um, But the other part of me knows that we all love it. So then he's kind of obligated to hate it. So, yeah, it's hard to say. Really hard to say. Really like, would he would would he like New York City? On the one hand, it's like the food capital of the world. Mm-hmm. He loves mm-hmm. food. On the other hand, it's super crowded and it's New York City. It's people. He hates people. Yeah, it's hard to say. Bunch of I know dirty he likes Philadelphia. Huh? He did because he's not yeah. supposed to like Philadelphia. It's, it's yeah, supposed to be a place you don't like. So of course, by he these it. rules, you wouldn't like Philadelphia. So right, it's hard to say. He can paint really the multitudes, is. Brandon. There's he no sure speculating. I'm sure uh, three minutes from now, he'll be on Twitter to tell us <laughs> where we can put parts of our anatomy into other parts of our anatomy. Yes, that's that's his job. All right. We all have that's jobs. Enough, that's enough Wolves talk, but I do want to mention one more thing before we go. Uh-huh. Did you read the story about our guy Rick Spielman? All right, I have a tab open. Let me get this going. What the fuck is... Okay, so I'm going to read the anecdote. Right. Okay. Spielman follows the same routine before every Vikings home game, and this week against the Cardinals is no different. This is how a general manager survives 13 seasons. This is in Sports Illustrated, by the way. A Sports Illustrated article. Sports Illustrated article that was supposed to be about how the Vikings were going to the Super Bowl and is instead how the Vikings are failures. Yes, exactly. So Sports Illustrated, uh, and I will continue to quote now. Uh, This is how a general manager survives 13 NFL seasons by tempering his anxiety and finding order in the chaos. He wakes up at 5 a.m. He takes his dogs for a walk, following the same route. That's fine. doesn't seem to be that. He eats the same breakfast sandwich, fried egg, bacon, and peanut butter on a wheat round. I'm going to stop right there. Right. Is this a weird breakfast to you? The wheat round part is the part that makes it particularly strange. Because you, you don't just think mentioned that... fried egg, bacon, and peanut butter, which is basically the Elvis special, the thing that killed him. <laughs> but then you go, out, you go out of your way to mention, oh, by the way, it's on a wheat round. What, are you trying to have a healthy breakfast? <laughs> just put it on white bread, big guy. You're, you're not going to do something good for yourself by keeping it on a slightly smaller version of wheat bread. Now, to me, where I come from, you got you got your egg, you got your bacon. The third ingredient is typically cheese. Now he goes well, with peanut butter. That's have you ever funky. had a have you ever had a cheeseburger with peanut butter on it? Sure. I mean, it, it all of the they're they're all sort of related and good enough together, right? But still, I feel like it needs to be. He's already a weirdo. Is my point? It's, it's already kind yeah. of a goofy deal. A wheat round, no bagel, <laughs> no English muffin. And what the fuck? A wheat round? It would be it would be one thing if he fried you an were egg. saying sometimes is a special treat. Rick Spielman likes to have a mm-hmm. peanut butter bacon and egg sandwich on a wheat round. But it's yeah. another thing to say here is the same day. breakfast this guy's gonna have every day. <laughs> I'm gonna throw some peanut butter, a fried egg, and bacon on a sandwich in the hopes that my heart won't explode immediately. Just imagine uh, after this podcast is over, go up to your wife and say, Lisa, I have an idea. I'm I'm going to be more into routines. I think it'll be really helpful for tempering my anxiety. I'm also looking to find order in the chaos. So here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> for every goddamn morning, I'm going to be having a fried egg, bacon, and peanut butter sandwich on a wheat round. On a wheat That's round. That's my new thing. First Every of single all, day. We gotta find wheat rounds. Where the yeah, heck which, are the wheat rounds? Is this the wheat round aisle? Is it by the bread aisle or is there a specific aisle for food that looks I mean, like bread but it's not bread? I mean I'm pretty sure we're in the trust tree right now. I don't even know what that means. 
I don't even know what a wheat round is. Is it like a bun? Is that what I'm he's talking about? I'm pretty sure. Have you ever seen somebody who's trying to be healthy? So they have a sandwich. Sure. But it looks like it comes on a hamburger bun where you've taken the top of the hamburger bun and sliced that in half lengthwise so that you've got half of a bun that's holding your sandwich together. I think that's what we're talking about here. I think that's okay. a wee round. Oh, my God. Ah, oh, Jesus. Okay, so we, we're clearly established he's a crazy person. Yep. And not only I don't, I don't even want to say crazy. Uh, because that makes him seem like kind of quirky, and he could be one of these weird, mad well, genius types. Well, at this point, when you get to fried egg, bacon, and peanut butter sandwich on a wheat round, now he sounds like he's a grandpa. Yeah. This sounds like a strong grandpa move. If if it had continued to say, and then he eats two spoonfuls of horseradish and smokes a cigarette, <laughs> it would be like, all right, it's everybody's grandpa. This makes no coffee. sense, but he's a grandpa. And we don't mean coffee that's... An actual coffee. He just eats the the grounds. Right. That's what he does. Like he that just would has be a like spoonful of coffee grounds to wake him up. Crazy. <laughs> but you know the problem too is that this guy is supposed to be like the brainchild of the organization. This right. just screams to me unsmart person. Right. Not smart. Like I'm sure even the writer watching was like seriously every day. Every day. Every we're fucking the, day with this. We're we're putting the peanut butter on the wheat round again. All right. Peanut butter on the wheat go. round. Oh, my God. This guy's supposed to be smart. He's, like, in charge of people. Okay. Back to the quote. Uh, he shaves the left side of his face, then the right. That's actually... Doesn't everybody start on the same? Yeah, that sounds... It'd be weirder if he yeah. mixes he it shaves, up, starts with a mustache. Shaves both at the same time. That would be odd. <laughs> Two-handed shaving uh, to be more efficient. Although, you know yeah. what? I bet that's what my guy Sam Hinkie does. He's so efficient. God. The thing is, if you had written this entire paragraph about Sam Hinkie, you would be defending it right now. And this is yeah. why you are going to be first up against the wall when the revolution uh, comes. Okay, so you've got a problem with finding order in the chaos, huh? Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right, so keep going. We haven't even gotten to the money part yet. All right, so here is... I'm just going to read the entire sentence, and then we'll get back to it. Uh, he puts his... <laughs> you can't even get through it. There's he no puts way. His... Okay, so, uh, listener, I ask you to close your eyes and envision Rick Spielman. Doing the following. He's a goofy he looking guy. Hit, he's goofy looking. Uh, he's got peanut butter and egg and bacon all over his fucking yep. face. He's got well, luckily he shaved one side face. of his face than the other. <laughs> he puts his shoes and socks on before his pants. Leaves his house at the same time so he can arrive at the stadium at 8. Follows the same route. Stops at the gas station. Uses the same pump and makes sure always to end his purchase in a zero. I mean... He starts with the weird thing and then just tries to bury with all this right. other mumbo just jumbo nonsense. Oh, he follows the sa- yeah. he follows the same route to the stadium. Oh my god, he takes the same route to his yeah. work. What a fucking weirdo this guy is! But hold on, you skipped over. He puts his shoes and socks on, then his pants. John, how the- on earth? <laughs> how baggy are these jinkos he's wearing? He puts it. He puts his shoes on before his pants. Brandon, you have young children. I have a two-year-old. <laughs> yeah. She's still learning uh-huh. to get her clothes on. This is a two-year-old move, this right? Is a here. two-year-old. Yep. I have my socks on. I have my shoes on. Now I'm going to try to fit my pants over them. Oh, my pants won't fit because your pants go on before your shoes go on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Even your two-year-old doesn't do that on a daily basis. Right. This is his routine. She's, she's not great at finding order in the chaos. If anything, no. she'll find chaos in the order. But right. I just, I cannot fathom sitting down and putting my socks on and putting my shoes on and then trying to jam my shod feet through the legs of my pants. And as the we know, I'm not, I'm not a tight pants guy like you, Brandon. Sure, sure. I'm willing to wear a looser pair of pants, but even I am not trying to jam my feet through my pants while there's sneakers on them. I just, I don't know what emotion to feel right now. Fear? Sadness? It's, it's a little bit like if he had been in a meeting with you and he had taken out a paper bag and pulled out a whole onion and just taken a giant bite out of it. <laughs> Oh, he's like, just quirky. He's yeah. just looking to where temper did, his anxiety. Where did that come from? <laughs> what are you doing right now? 
Why are you doing that? I, that's that's a food stuff. Finding you're, order in the chaos, bro. You're allowed to eat it raw. Some people even <laughs> like it raw in certain situations. But what you've just done right there makes me think you're a psychopath. And I that's mean, old how dirty I bastard likes it raw. Some people <laughs> like it raw. Sorry. It's, that's a, <laughs> that didn't bad that has nothing to do with anything, Brandon. And nope, that's why really this podcast is great. <laughs> okay, so this uh reminds me of the episode of Seinfeld where they do the same thing. They put their socks on and their shoes on and they put their pants on last. It's sort of a joke, but this is back in the day again when baggy pants were were prevalent, but also they wore pants that wrinkled easily. And so they would put their socks and shoes on, and then they would put their pants on last so they didn't have any wrinkles. Rick Spielman is not a person who's wearing a fucking suit. He's not interviewing every day and needs Hold to on. look at his in his best shape. I, what? Uh, we need to back up for just a second here because you I didn't just, see that episode. I didn't, I didn't see that episode, and I have no idea how putting my shoes on before putting my pants on would cause fewer wrinkles. So... So if they were going to so the episode was uh Jerry was going to be on TV so he took his pants off while he was getting like his makeup done and everything and all the prep work so he was going to be sitting in those pants when they would get wrinkles while he was sitting. And then it took off and then of course they started doing it. Uh they decided to play a game of pool and they all took their pants off and played pool in their boxers, their giant boxers back in the day. Um so they didn't wrinkle their pants while they were being active playing pool. So that was a joke sitcom, one of the more ridiculous sitcoms, I think, probably ever. And it was even funny in that world. This is the real world where we just bake in a peanut butter on wheat round sandwiches, you know, regular life. And he does that for real. Right. Do you think he watched that Seinfeld and was like, huh? Well, I, I don't want to wrinkle my pants. That so. makes sense to me. But does he does he put surely. them on after he gets out of his car when he gets to work? But no, it says he puts his pants on and then leaves the house so he can uh, follow the same route to work. Which again, you are, very newsworthy. Unless <laughs> unless <laughs> you are committing to putting your pants on over your shoes and then not sitting down for the whole day. Any, whole day. any wrinkle advantage that you might start with is going to be yeah. gone as soon as you sit down in those pants. So right. if you're committing to, number one, putting your pants on over your shoes is objectively crazy, but also doing it while standing up is a safety hazard, verging on a fire hazard. <laughs> so the other part of me was like, well, um, maybe he's maybe he gets hot easily, you know. But then what, I was like, what? why are his fucking shoes on? That doesn't have to do with anything. How would that <laughs> Like, like I can see waiting to put your pants on until right before you leave the house. Sure, you want to be in your in your in your uh, chonies while you walk around the house. I get that. That's fine. Some people like cooling down. Uh, he's a big dude, um, but that doesn't explain the socks and the shoes on. Like no. if you were if you were no, it co- if you were if you ran kind of cold, ran, if, if you ran kind of hot, you wouldn't be putting the shoes on. Right. If if we're talking about cooling strategies here i think just about everyone in the world would go for taking their socks off before taking their pants off yeah that's that's kind of step one that's a really good way to cool down so here's another one i was thinking well maybe okay how about this scenario you're a person who runs real hot so you don't want to put your pants on till the last second (laughs) also you got a new pair of shoes you need to break in but this again, John. This is not a one-time thing, right? This, this is, is every day. His daily routine to again temper his anxiety and find order in the chaos. So that's not a shoes breaking in deal either. Is it a it, fetish? Is his wife I into just, it? The the fact are his floors that, slick. The fact that. <laughs> Why why he's getting his pants on in an ice rink is beyond me, but I'm glad he's got some traction while he's doing it. It's good. I mean, I'm trying to do my best here. You know that we say as a joke, let's try to put ourselves in this person's as this person's yeah. mother or role playing, but it's actually a trick to try to have some empathy. 
I am trying so hard to have empathy for one Richard Spielman, and I am befuddled. I just, I can't, I can't even understand how it's possible to start with. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. guess if you got some wide leg dress pants, I guess it's possible. But I just can't imagine why. And here's the other thing: I I have to believe, and I didn't I didn't read this whole Sports Illustrated article, so it's possible without me knowing that it, it's possible that Rick Spielman slept in the same bed as a Sports Illustrated reporter for four months. It's possible. It could have happened. It is. It is. I didn't. I didn't read. I didn't read the article, so I don't know for sure. But if you're Rick Spielman and you do this, why did you share that with somebody who is going to reveal this crazy to the world? It's just. It's why. Why mention it? Why bring it up at all? Somebody says, "What's your morning routine?" You leave out the part where you say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "Oh, I like to." Uh, club a baby doll to death every morning because it makes me feel alive you don't you don't say the crazy thing no you don't say it no he wanted them he wanted the guy to know it he wanted he wanted people to know that he puts his shoes on before his pants on and he thinks it's smart through that i just can't So the breakfast sandwich, he's clearly like this is actually a pretty good sandwich you guys you got to find some wheat rounds which again don't exist are not actual things <laughs> but i call them a wheat exist. round <laughs> it's a round piece of bread on wheat so it's a bun right it uh, may involve it a, a round, round cookie cutter somehow yep yep so he's like you gotta you gotta try this so he's you know sending us some signals shaving the left side then his right that's just sad yeah just whatever sad... i mean that's fine but you just described shaving congratulations that's shaving yeah yep this other thing i just I mean, we've been trying, John. We've been talking for 25 minutes now to try to get to why on earth somebody would do this. Is it just because he likes that episode of Seinfeld and that's what he's trying to tell us? It's a funny episode. There's something going on here. Maybe he said it as a joke. How about that? He watched that episode of Seinfeld. He said it to this fucking writer as a joke. Right. The writer's like, oh, okay. What? What now? Scribbling. Yeah, yeah. I put my... I put my socks right, on, and then my shoes on, shoes and here's on the deal. Pants. Then I put my pants on after that. It, it, and he goes, oh, okay, a, okay. If this is a joke, that's kind of funny. Pretty good. If we actually might like Rick case, Spielman then. No, that's not going to happen. But yeah, if this is mind. a case I'm drunk. of a reporter scribbling something down and then going back and being unable to read what he wrote, that's totally understandable. The rest of the sentence indicates that what he could have said is that he puts his pants on before his shoes and his socks, and the mm-hmm, rest mm-hmm. of the sentence is unremarkable enough that I would believe that. It all It's all extremely boring, so you're right. Maybe that is it. Right. And Rick Spielman is such a fucking bore to begin <laughs> with. This guy's like, you do what? Okay, here's right. the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. I shave. Describe your morning routine. get this, <laughs> the left side, and then the right, the right side. side. Then I, I get in my car and I drive to work same route every time. But but you got to understand, the same route every right. single day to the same place. I and when I go to the, the gas, station, gas station, it's the one on the way. It's because right. it's, it's, it's close. The it's one right there. Next to my house. It's the one I yep. go to. Yep. Yep. So I got a lot of quirks. I got a lot of weird, weird things. And oh, that's just man. one of them. This is a hole with no bottom. We could, we could, we, we should have not talked about the wolves. And our happiness about the wolves. We could have just talked about Rick Spielman and his pants. Oh, boy. Did I tell you I take my dogs for a walk in the morning. But get this. Wow. Around the block every time. Yep. Yeah. I go clockwise every time. Some people go uh, counterclockwise every once a week. But not me. It's a weird deal. It's a weird deal. I start, uh, and again, you're going to want to write all this down. I start at my front door. (laughs) And end at you're never gonna you're never gonna believe it, the same front door, order yeah. in the chaos, order in the chaos, and also to temper my anxiety. <laughs> it's both. All right, we beat this to death. I think we have. Yeah, people stopped listening so long ago. I don't even That's know if fine. we're recording. That's fine. You got anything else? Yeah, it else? is fine. No, no. I would eventually someday like to 
probably I think we get we should give a little bit of coverage to the new slash existing offensive coordinator um, for the Vikings. Uh, what I need to know from Chicken Fingers, Doctor Fingers, if he's listening, I'm going to put out the bat signal. Um, he's got a he's got a real fun habit here of anytime someone is um, unsuccessful in the Vikings organization, Spielman has foisted him upon Zim. And every time the guy's good, that was a Zim pick. So what we need to do is is find out is Stef, is it Stefanski, Stefanski or Stef, St- Stefanski, I believe. Stefanski is he a Zim guy or is he a Spielman guy? Because we should probably try to find that out sooner rather than later, just so right. we understand where he's coming from. Right. Um, because it's it's awfully convenient how this continues to happen. So <laughs> I assume he's a Zim guy because uh, it's his team, but uh, you never know. So. So we'll figure that out. We'll hopefully right. get Dr. Dr. Fingers back on here someday. We'll work it and, all out. Uh, and I'm going to go have a peanut butter and bacon and banana sandwich. No, what else was it? Fried egg. I'm going to have a fried egg on my peanut sandwich. butter sandwich. What do you mean a sandwich? Oh, sorry. A not fucking, a sandwich. A wheat, on a wheat round. round. What kind of? I'm going to take a piece of wheat bread <laughs> and I'm going to cut out a round with a coffee mug. Yeah. Just <laughs> slap it upside down on there. Yeah. Because you know yep. why, Brandon? I want to find yep. some order in the chaos. Find an old CD and put it on top of a piece of bread and then get a knife and cut around it with a scissor. Cut around it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's how you make a wheat round, baby. Yep. That's a wheat round. All right. Well, that was a good, uh, good discussion. (laughs) Rant probation is now back on. All right. Back on. Okay. Bye, John. Bye, Brandon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.